You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. It's hard to, you know, hard to be serious about Kistorian Brothers. But it's been months since we've done an episode, and I feel that that's going to be a groundswell of excitement, not only for you and I, but for <laughs> listeners all around the world. Yes? I, I agree with you, 100%. And that's why I think we should, you know, it seems like an obvious thing, but, you know, I think everybody's kind of doing this inadvertently as you approach the end of the road or what we perceive that to be, right? Yeah. As well, we approach the end of the road, I think everybody's sort of taking stock of their history, right? Like, and I have found, you know, if I'm going to start searching Kiss, like in the last, you know, month or so, two months, my happy place seems to be, even though I'm a 70s Kiss guy, you know, we watched Kiss Meets the Phantom on TV and that was, that was the clincher, right? But, well, but even still, I'm just saying, for me, that little period there, lick it up, you know, when we didn't know who they were, and then we found out who they were, and now they were unmasked, and then, and we also didn't really know about all the things that we now know, like, have gotten to know their personalities in ways we would have never dreamed of learning, but there's so much content. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, what, ignorance is bliss, you know, so, I mean... Well, so that's why one of the topics, buddy, was, you know, if KISS could have stopped, right? Yeah. We don't know why, right? It could have been any number of reasons, right? But let's yeah. say KISS stopped in the 80s. When would have been the best time for oh, something to have inadvertently happened? After Asylum, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when it all went downhill. But then you don't get the hits tour. You don't get hot in the shade. You don't get you don't get Leon the Sphinx. No, but if you're asking me when they, you know, when would have been the, you're, you know, forget about what was to come in the '90s. You're asking me, you know, yes. I think the last, like, really strong, like, really strong album would would have been Asylum. You know, because think about think yeah. about Crazy Nights. I mean, I like some of Crazy Nights now, but you got to remember at the time it it was it was not good. And yeah, and rise to it and all that off of Hot in the Shade was like a, a rebirth of some of you know. It seemed a lot better than Crazy Nights for sure, but I still think um, Asylum is blows that album out of the water. You know, that's the last really good album I think that they did. Very interesting. Well, my thought is that in a weird way, if it if something might have happened, like let's say they're all, I mean, I shouldn't say it, killed in a plane crash or something, right? If it had been eighty four, mm -hmm. you know, before Animalize eighty three, mm -hmm. that would have been pretty legendary, you know, because then we don't have to go through the Vinny not working. And they're kind of on top of the world and they've unveiled themselves and then by some horrible stroke, you know. Well, of course, if it didn't work, they might have broken up. Which it's hard leads to imagine, me. Though, to be honest, them ever breaking up. I mean, you can't envision it. That's in hindsight, but I, I don't think they ever would have given in because you got to think how bad it got and they still didn't throw in the towel. You know what I mean? Well, 
I but it got bad, the elder and creatures, but they bounced back. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about even, you know, I'm, I was just talking about, you know, the last good album was Asylum, but that tour, as they got further and further away from, you know, Lick It Up, you know, right. in Christ, we saw them in a, what, it was like a 2,000 seat, not even an arena, we, it was like a high school gym. You know what I mean? Like, those were some lean years. Yeah, so I guess. That would have been when, you know, you would, most bands would be like, okay, you know. Well, here's what's funny. I had this weird sort of, I've been watching Mark St. John interviews, <laughs> whatever, there's uh -oh. a little of it, right? Yeah. And you're are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Listen, <laughs> but I just <laughs> thought of something, right? Yeah, that's quite admission. So I listen, mean, we all know at the time, you know, Eddie was tired of David Lee, right? And Paul was tired of Gene. And what if he was looking for his Steve Vai in Mark St. John? So if Gene petered out because he contributed least of ever in any record was his least effort to date at the time was Animalize, right? Yeah, that's right. We know this to be true, right? So... We do. We do. Um, you know, it has been written. <laughs> in, in the annals of history, we know this to be true. No, it's so true. at that point, and Gene true. is out west, and Paul is holding down the fort in a very fierce manner in regard to his, you know ability to get on MTV, whether he's got to dress up as an elf or not, he was, there's so much he was doing for the band there, while Gene was, you know, moguling, and uh, starting record companies, and dressing as a woman, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but but they had never, they'd never done, like, a, even as a band, I mean, in well, in the 80s, they weren't, like, I mean, to be on MTV like that much and I mean it was crazy it's crazy yeah because uh, now you you know we didn't catch it all at the time right I don't know where were we at school you know did we have no, jobs we didn't, or mowing no, we lawns we didn't have MTV we did have MTV not not at that time oh when we moved over to right oh lordy you, know, you gotta remember you know you remember like that whole when that Animalized show the concert was on TV right yeah remember I recorded that at my buddy's house in Knollwood because we didn't have we didn't have MTV so when that came on I was like holy shit we gotta you know well, I want my MTV yeah and, and if you remember correctly like we didn't even know about it and it came on and we were it was like right during like the it was right around I Love It Loud or like the I Love It Loud bass solo. Yeah. Thing, you know? Yeah, we and freaked we just, out. And we, we grabbed like one of his, my, my friend grabbed one of his like, oh, you freaked out, brother's um, like videotapes that he had like cartoons on and we just <laughs> threw it in the machine and started recording. So like every time we would watch that, it would be like you'd catch the end of like He-Man or something and then it would go right into whatever. But you got to remember, we didn't have that whole show until they released it on, you know, like video, like maybe a half a year later. So we had, we missed like, we didn't, yeah, we missed like the whole first part of the show. I so just it was really was a, cool when that came out, like officially came out and we finally got to see it, you know? Yeah, um, it seems crazy to me. Maybe it just wasn't on our, I, I, 
Why don't we have? Why didn't we have MTV? It's just crazy to me. And Friday night videos became extremely important. Right, because that was the only way we got to see videos. And um, but you got to remember too. The reason we didn't know about it, it was it's not like it is today. I mean, you had to hear about it or know something. You you know. I mean, you got to remember, like, when movies would come out, you know, you'd have to, like, read the newspaper or see something about it on TV or whatever. It wasn't so fucking easy to, to just find out everything and know when everything was going to be on. And, yeah, there was the TV guide and all that stuff, but and that would tell you, actually, that would kind of give you a little blurb uh, about Friday Night Videos. Of, and we'd also see the commercials, and you knew... You'd see commercials, and they'd tell you what song, what what videos, new videos you're going to see, and you would tune in for it. It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I you mean, would get the tour dates from magazines. What? You get the tour dates from a magazine. Yeah, or whatever, you know. But you had to, you had to pursue it. You had to find all this stuff. It didn't just. It was it was harder work. So you had to keep on top of this shit. I mean, I think about even in the early '90s. I always think back to why the hell did I not see you 2 on the Optum Baby Tour, or Zoo TV Tour. And I was a huge fan, but it wasn't like, I guess not big enough to seek that out and find out, well, when's this show happening, you know, get tickets. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just wasn't as easy as it is. I guess there would be ads in the newspaper, that's the thing. And then there would be there ads on the radio, of course. And it was word of mouth. You'd hear about it from, you know, so-and-so or whatever, or eventually you'd find out about the things you needed to know about because either somebody else was going or they knew you were a fan of Kiss or whatever band, right? And they'd tell you. I just remember hearing the ads for, you know, 1978 for Kiss at the Amphitheater with Judas Priest. And I was like, and I remember saying to mom, like, I'm going to that. And she's like, you are not. Of course not. <laughs> and by the way, that's another reason why, you know, you're favorite time in history is lick it up because you were actually able to go to a show at that time you know whereas before you were not you weren't it was the great unwashed there at the uic with wasp and vandenberg that evening you're listening to kistorian brothers phone calls about kiss from your friends at kistorian.com the Originals, keeping it real since 2010. Well, I remember when we saw them on the, um, I mean, Wasp opened for them at the UIC on the Asylum Tour. And I would have been in, forget how old I was, but I remember being really scared of Wasp. Yeah, they worried, they really, it was, I was not, you know, I mean, and you're right, and, and then the combination But Wasp isn't actually going to get to you, Rich, in the seats. Well, but they were creepy, man. I mean, they were, I don't know, I mean, I, what was I? I was a freshman, so I was still kind of like, but anyway, it was that and the combination of the people, you know? Yeah. That, that we were dealing with. You mean the Kiss Army? <laughs> What's that? Do you mean the Kiss Army? Well, yeah, but not all of them were, you know what I mean? I just felt like some of them were just kind of there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not like I thought someone was going to knife me in the back or anything, you know? Well. But it could have happened, I suppose. I remember I was standing there with Dad, and it was towards the end of the show, and there was this guy who had been hanging out next to us, and he was like, you know, they were drinking like whiskey out of a bottle the guy had in his jacket. And he was stumbling about, and... uh 
he he tried to hand me a joint. My dad was like, "Oi, <laughs> our dad." Hey, real quick, Rich. Yeah, I'm gonna do a PSA. You're listening to Kiss Story and Brothers, keeping it real since 2010. How was that? Pretty good. Thank you. How are you feeling going towards the end of the road? I'm. <laughs> I'd like some confirmation that it will actually. Are we, have we gotten confirmation yet that it's the end of the road? <laughs> you know that is. It would be nice. Maybe somebody at the office. Note yeah, from I think Doc. Put out a press release. End of road confirmed. Everybody's minds. It's just a short note from Doc. End of it, road confirmed. Doc. <laughs> yeah, for those of you, you know, who were, were it actually, yeah, like we need a drop dead date, you know, because I mean, really, like I will not. I know they're doing whatever the final shows at Madison Square Garden, but I seriously, I will not believe it until. I don't know when I'll believe it because they could always come back, right? Yeah. So I'll never, I, I really won't sleep, you know, sleep well until I know. But how, yeah, again, like I said, how would how will we really know? But I guess it'll give, I guess the end of this tour, I mean, it's got, first of all, it's got to be. But the end of this tour if nothing else, right, they they have to take a break. I mean, this has been going on for four years or whatever. Right? You know what's crazy is with, with the new AI, Rich, they could, in theory, make a record as they are and have yeah. the AI, you know, have all the data from all their other singing and make them sound like it's 1976. Yeah, I'd prefer it. <laughs> Why don't they do that? Well, speaking I mean, of really, technology, you know, one of the things I was wondering about, well, hey, with a little luck, maybe we go see them right around, you know, Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> they're coming back through Chicago, right? They've yeah, said it's the last yeah. time, four times now. I think this is the fourth time on the end of the road. I could be wrong. Maybe third? What do you think? I don't, you know, I don't know. I've really, like, I've lost track of, you know, it doesn't make it's any been a sense long, anymore. It's the longest, like, tour with a single name ever. Right. I mean, even you two had the decency, right, to, you know, change the tour from, what, Zoo TV to Zuropa or whatever, right? I mean, because that, that yeah. became a never-ending tour. But, you know, but people actually wanted that, and that's why they kept going, you know? Right. But they didn't literally, I mean, they did that album, but I mean, they may have taken a short break, but that was probably, that was probably like a two-year tour. And they weren't even, it wasn't even the end of the road. They just never stopped. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. You know, we could, we could go. I mean, I, I'm not like opposed to it. Well, there, you know, and I want to keep this show positive, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I... I mean, gotta be honest about it. Well, what not, I'm saying is, I was just got, I was because like, I was thinking about talking about backing tracks, and I know it's because they're trying to sync everything, but they could have a guy backstage like they used to, using patches, right, and playing in time with the band, like they used to do during the Crazy Nights tour and the Hits tour, um, and other tours, and a lot of bands do this, and Todd Howarth used to do that with Cheap Trick, right? So. 
you know, they could do that instead of trying to like literally, you know, first of all, prove to me Eric Singer isn't a robot. See, I'm trying to stay positive, but you make him play to a click. And, the, and I don't know if you've heard, there's a number of disasters they've had with like cold gin lately. And they're all at different parts. They had the same fuck up basically as Ace's band did. At least they were all playing in the same key. But um, yeah, yeah. Ace's band was not playing in the same key. But my point is, um, it is the end of the road. But I would go to that show. Um, I may need heavy sedation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I might need to go in, you know. Limo. Well, limo, and I might need, um, you know, if, you know, like when you're at the airport, if they have a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the little. Sky cab? What? Sky cab? Yeah, no, no, not a sky cab, but like, you know, you get on a little thing and they take you around, you know, the, the auditorium. Um, what do you mean? Like a buggy? Yeah, like a little buggy or, you know, the things. You like, would you know, pay for like the buggy. At the grocery store, if I could have one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I could put my tour book in the in the little, you know, thing and I and and you get like VIP treatment cuz you they just clear the way for you and you can you can park your little whatever it's called <laughs> in the aisle and nobody will be in front of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting uh desire. But you know, it's nice to have control because you can lose a tour book at a show, for sure. Oh, I did, yeah. What tour book did you lose? I lost, um, I, I lost the Asylum one. I think that happened to me at the Ted Nugent Kiss show in Utica. You know, there was a funny thing that happened, though. Well, you remember when Gene saw us getting stoned. I do, and he and it was like yeah. he gave us a look like, watch it, fuckers. And I was, we were both like, we looked at each other like, did Gene just like scold us? He shook his head. Either he shook his head, or he literally did the thing with his finger, like no, no, no. You know. Well, what's funny is, you know, when I went to that show with uh, our friend Ellen, she took her top off briefly, right? And Gene was right there, and he. He knew that I knew Paul and was there on business and she stuck her tongue out him, which at that time I didn't realize how long her tongue was. And she looked like Jean and her boobs were out and she, we were in the front row and Jean was like, no, 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 you know? And I was like, what? Even Jean, even Jean, you know, has a moral compass. It's um... Well, maybe he was just, it wasn't part of the song. He wasn't doing no, no, no. No, I know. No, anyway. It, I mean, it just made me think of how weird it was that they did Within on the Psycho Circus tour. Oh, that was, it was bad. I can't believe they didn't. I mean, it was I mean, cool, I like but there's song, a... song, but it's not a live song, you know. There's it's a million more... other songs to play. I didn't know what that was all about. You know what it was, Dave? No. I think Gene, you know, Gene had like a World Without Heroes moment. Like he thought, this is my song... That's you know like he really likes the song. This is the song that's going to be taken seriously, and I'm and I'm really proud of this song, and uh. we're going to be playing it live. But <laughs> it didn't work 
it just didn't work live. I thought it was a cool song, but you yeah, know, I would have rather like imagine even those songs off of the two really good Gene songs that were on um, Carnival of Souls. Yeah, those are amazing songs, but I don't think either of them would have worked live. Well, what we are we are one would have been cool on the on the circus tour. Yeah, that's yeah, because that's like an anthem. They they could have gone out with that, and I would have I would have I would have cried. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous! I mean, it, it is it's it's a pandering to the. You know, it's really pandering, and it make. I mean, I think at the time I I was a sucker for it, but you know, you look back on it and you go, we know what Gene's about, you know. Right, but you know what's interesting? Uh, just a miss a little, miss a lot segment. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out, you know, I've noticed that uh, Michael Brandvold from uh, Three Sides has yeah. been posting videos now from his, I guess, video collection. Of, you know, fairly rare, I mean, completely new to me, at least two or three things. And he just posted a Creatures rundown by Paul and Gene talking about how they just didn't feel like touring before. But not only that, they go through each song on Creatures. And Gene oh, talks yeah. about, you know, the kind of girl he likes is a killer. Like, she, she can take it or leave it, you know. She's got her own agenda. But when she says yes, it's go time. <laughs> he oh, didn't well, say yeah, that. I, I, I started. I started watching that video. Um, pretty good earlier that you sent me, but I realized I needed to put the headphones on because I was having. There was so much. There's a helicopter. Yeah, it's so much freaking background noise. I was really having trouble. And Paul is very like you know very soft spoken and you know. And so it was tough. It was tough. But I will. I will go back and listen to it. But I'm going to have to be. I will need. 100% concentration for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. have that. Much, it's like they're on the back of a wagon car, you know, going across the desert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's an old I didn't, even get to, I didn't even get to hear Gene. But yeah, Paul was really hard to... You know, Paul sounded like he was in a serious mood. And yeah, I, I heard him talking about Creatures of the Night. Well, it is and a I, serious fucking effort. And we should... Acknowledge it, and I'm wondering. This is a great segue, Rich. Is do they honor? You know, they're going to go live in some context for their last show. I'm imagining, right? And sell sell that ticket, right? I hope so. So um, we'll get to be there, right? But they better honor Eric Carr in some way, right? And I'm wondering, wouldn't it be nice to have a fucking like? Let's get a spend a little money and get a fucking badass. Fucking, uh, you know, um, hologram. Yeah, but you know, then some people might be upset about it, you know? Who? Well, people think, like, no, holograms are kind of creepy, you know, when they do that. Well, you have to ask the family, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, but, you know. But what would you have the hologram do? Could it play the drums? Well, no, they should just, like... Hey, imagine, I'm sure there are oh, that's people right. with you hologram. use the video, just like Paul is doing right now with John Lennon, right? Right, if you can, look, if you can make it appear that Michael Jackson is standing on stage, right? Yeah. From old footage, yeah, why can't you have Eric Carr playing, sitting, you know, just take, you know, take whatever footage of him playing drums and just turn it into a hologram. I mean, the drums are no different than a human being, right? So... 
that would be fucking cool because I don't want him standing around like five foot nothing like on a box you know what I mean like that's not really very entertaining right oh right you mean like just a model of him in the background or whatever right I mean there's no point I mean like point is like when Mike if, if you get like Michael Jackson and he just is standing there it's Michael Jackson so that's enough to get people kind of excited because he's just there he doesn't really have to do anything even. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Um, and I guess you could say the same for Eric Carr, just because for KISS fans, just seeing his spitting image there, just standing there like he's there would be cool. But yeah, he better do something. And it's not going to be the Watusi or what... <laughs> Watusi. <laughs> anyway. Oh, buddy, you get funny stuff tonight. Listen, let me ask you... <laughs> It's not gonna be the Watusi. <laughs> Listen, you know the more. Hey, I gotta do a shout out really quickly. There's a guy, you know. There's a channel called Eric Carr Revealed on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he does these like two minute drops, you know, of all kinds of great Eric Carr quotes from all kinds of interviews. And it's uh, just a shout out here, cool. from one kiss story to another. They're nice little bites. You know, like, here's one that says, I was going to kill Mark St. John while recording Animalize. Eric Carr reveals, Mark St. John was arrogant in the studio. Five days ago, Eric Carr revealed. Wow. Yeah, um, and he talks about how, you know, well, I'm not going to bore you. They People can go check it out. Um, let me get back to our agenda here, Rich. So, you know, I'm just also, I mean, here we are, the end of the road. And this is the end of the road, Castorian Brothers episode, keeping it real since 2010. So, for this end of the road, though, and I mean, Ace didn't do himself any favors. Do you see Ace and Peter appearing in any context? I, I think they will. Just I think they. I think if Kiss doesn't do that, Uh-oh. you know, they're 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 really never gonna. You're never going to hear the end of it. You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. And they're even, even as, even as it. Because they're still alive. What? Because they're alive. Well, that too. I mean, obviously, that goes without saying, but the thing is that they got so much. I think Sorry. even they, as stubborn as they are, yeah. and as much as they don't want to involve them, they know that they will never hear the end of it um, if they don't. Now, granted, that right. they may not care because they really didn't care about the backlash from, you know, the rock and roll. Backlash. Or anything, you know. So I wouldn't put it past them to not involve them. But they really. But also, there is the the other side to it, which, you know, if they are going to do a streaming event, you know, I mean, let me. Sorry, let me go back. Um, you know, tickets are already. I'm assuming sold for all those Madison Square Garden shows. So, you know, those people have bought those tickets hoping that those guys will be there but they've already bought their tickets it's a, it's a sunk you know cost but for the uh for the streaming thing right if people know that it's going to be all four original members you know at least they're going to show up 
you know, that's going to increase the numbers for that for sure. So oh my God, yeah, because no incentive for them to historic. actually make it happen. It's absolutely historic. What I was just thinking about was, you know how Ace has always said, I won't appear on stage with somebody wearing my makeup, right? But what if in this case he bends that rule, right? And he he comes up and does two or three songs and Peter sings Hard Luck Woman and Beth and, um, you know, they come up without makeup on. They could, yeah, that, that would work, but I also don't know why... Why, if Ace or Peter shows up, why did the other guys have to be on stage? They don't have to be. I know. Well, I know that. Oh. I mean, Paul. I know Paul. Like Paul is really concerned, even though they sound like a you know like a dick in the dirt. Um, He's really concerned that the, the quality of the show is going to go down because... No, he's you know, just being an asshole. on stage, and I, and I would beg to differ with he's him. He's being an asshole. That's all that is. But, you know, it does open so many wounds. It's like, how do you do this? How, like I said, you know what would have been cool? Is if they played without makeup, you know, with the, you know, the whole show. But they have the whole show, but no makeup. They finally unmasked for the last time. I the final was, unmasking. Yeah, they're, they're never going to do that. But I know. You're I right. Wish they, I mean, that would be really cool, but it's kind of like... Um, it reminds me of something. It would be pretty anticlimactic, because you got to remember that, you know, half of the people out there that are KISS fans are... You know what I mean? They they need that. They they can't. You by the way, you're you're doing that thing. Sorry. Um, Thank you. I don't know. That would be really cool. I agree with you. That would be intense. That would be the best thing they could possibly do. Um, or you know what they could do if they're really smart is do. You know what I mean? It's like each show. They could either they could approach it a couple of different ways. Now, granted, you know, let's say they're playing three shows, it's three or four shows or whatever it is at Madison Square Garden. You know, I guess their idea is, you know, you want to give the same show to each audience because that's what they come to expect. Yeah. Right. But if, let's say, in a perfect world, and I and I do believe that it is a perfect a, world, a good percentage of the people that are going to be at the first show are going to maybe be at the fourth show. So a lot of those people are going to see all three or four shows, right? Yeah. And let's say that that was the case with everybody, then you could approach it like each night we're going to do a different thing. You know. Yeah, but they couldn't do that with Tommy. They can't do that with Ace and Peter, and that's been proven. So. Oh no, no, I agree. But but I'm just saying, no, one night would be. You well, know, listen, but the, they're going to be the, fucking exhausted, dude. They're going to do the same show they've been doing, but they're going to add some sort of trapping to this, right? And I'm yeah, just no, wondering look, if it's going to be a true. I'm saying it, not thinking that it would actually happen. This is just would be my suggestion I don't think they would ever do it but I was just trying to say that they would do one one night with the band as it is maybe one night that was you know with Ace and Peter um, one night maybe without the makeup you know one night acoustic or what I'm getting at is like in a that would be really cool that would be the kind of thing that 
that you would want to see. It's the same kind of thing as seeing a band do. You yeah, know, well, you know why that's different album each night. You I know? know. Listen, just let me just give you some logistics though, because they're on the road. There is no time for that pre pre production, right? So. You know, if they wanted to take off six months and then do a final show, and that may be what they do, right? No, I think there is a gap. I think there's a is gap. There, they're in the gap? I don't know. I don't think they're in the gap. Oh, maybe not. So listen, but they could do something, right? They could announce it, right? At the show, the last show, people. You know, at that final show, Paul announces, we're going to be doing something a little special. And I want you to mark your calendars if you're playing along at home. So, right, and six months out is this big reunited, you know, bombast show. I don't know. But like you said, I mean, well, listen, we can talk all night, and that's the idea. This yeah. is another pointless phone call. But what are they going to, you know, like I have all these ideas of things that they could do afterwards, like, I mean, what's wrong with a Space Ace Mountain, you know, at at an amuse at amusement parks? You know, you, you start getting in the roller coaster business. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. I mean, I, I don't think they want to be lumped in with Aerosmith, though, you know, so. And I wonder if they'll do something, you know, in, I was seeing some video earlier. There's a guy, I forget his name. He's kind of close in the camera. He's got spiky hair. He's a real nice guy, and he's got a dog. And you're always in his living room. And anyway, I guess, you know, the anniversary of Kiss Meets the Phantom is coming up. That would be something neat to buy, right? A Blu-ray with some extra bits? Yeah, I think they should do that. I mean, they should embrace the suck. But who knows if they have it? Like, think about outtakes with cameras just rolling. You can't believe, I don't believe that those guys aren't megalomaniacs enough, Max, well, sorry, enough, that they would have, like, Paul, before he leaves, he's like, I want all the tapes. <laughs> I mean, maybe they have all this, you know, that, that sure. stuff would be hilarious. Yeah, I, but I don't know if they want, I mean, you know, I don't know if they want We're just that ordinary human there. beings. Because it, it was embarrassing. It isn't to me, you know. Um, no, it's a happy time, but you know, it is. It's awful. It's it's awful. I mean, I just. I mean, I, when we were kids, though, it was so cool to see them. Like. Yeah, we were freaking out just for sure. To see them walking around and talking, you know, was. You know, think about it. I mean, other than that history of rock and roll thing, right? All we had seen, or we'd heard the music, obviously, but you know, you just see magazines. But to actually, like the whole thing is just them doing whatever. And as bad as it was at the time, it seemed pretty awesome, you know. But it is, it was the beginning of the end, you know. <laughs> nobody knew it at the time. And the whole thing is that Ace and Peter, you know, are now been replaced well we don't have to get into this it's getting stupid now let me move on to a next topic we're moving along here I know everybody has to get up early uh, the day of our lord it's all for you Gene so Demon um, <laughs> what do you think would be cool like after the you know this is the final show how does Kiss then exist is it just a like a the best cover band is a Vegas band 
or you know what what do you see happening or what you know any thoughts well I, I think I think they just need to give people a rest you know like a break from kiss first of all <laughs> no, I mean that that really is the best thing they could possibly do for like you know make people make the public want you you know what I mean yeah, yeah. That's what, they with, like, that's what they do with, like, shows and stuff. It's like a show goes off the air, and then, like, they wait, like, five, ten years, and then everyone's, like, actually, like, excited about it again. Oh, um, but, no, I would say I would not be opposed to some, just some incarnation of the band as, as like, and actually, as long as they get the right people, you know, and it is hard to, you know, especially in the case of Paul, it is hard to get a guy that can do that. But as far as if you really got a hot band that could really play, um, it would be cool to yeah. actually, I'm not saying I would go see them, but, I would. you know, it might, it might be the best incarnation of the band, you know, in, in many years, you know. Right. And, and you, you think that Eric and Tommy are stepping down, but I, the other thing... God, I, I hope so. Well, listen, the thing is, you know who's the odd man out, but and he's the nicest guy on earth, he's just a great guy, and that's our friend, Bruce Killick! You're listening to Kistorian, brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. And yeah. Bruce, you know, I wonder how Bruce is, is Bruce going to be involved? Like, shouldn't they be going, you know, we're going to have a, a Bruce segment? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I would like that, and they should. But they can't do that and then not have Ace, and you know what I mean? It's all or nothing, right? And they don't want Vinny up there looking like Maud. I mean... No, I mean, I think that... Look, I, look, I don't think that they... That they decide not to do any of it because they don't want to bring Vinny up. I think everybody will understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Vinny's not involved, I really don't think there are gonna be that many people upset about that because he's basically yeah, it's, he's like Liza Minnelli or something. You know? Well, um, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Listen. You just called him Maud. I know. Yeah, but I, I think Liza Maud is a, is a fictional character, just like Vinny Vincent. But I think Liza Minnelli's a closer comp, but anyway. Very good, very good. Yeah, you know what? I don't think, you know what? The PC police isn't listening. I've checked our, uh, we have a lot of Vikings listen to us. <laughs> and by that, I mean, you know, old white men in like Scandinavia. Right. How are you guys I, doing? Because I don't think there's a lot of interest in KISS. Or our podcast. Well, there is a lot no, of interest that's in what I'm Kiss. Saying. I, there is a lot of interest in Kiss and possibly our podcast, but have certain uh, segments of the population that probably aren't interested. So I think we're okay. But I mean, yes. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I think I think Bruce definitely deserves that, but I also don't want it to be. I don't want to feel bad for him because I I feel like even. <laughs> Even if they try to do the right thing, it's going to kind of feel like, I don't know what. Yeah, it's weird because he should have been involved all along, but, you know, he was never going to all of a sudden 
play Ace's solos and dress like Ace. That was not going to happen. So out of respect, you know, they had another guy do it, though Eric was in the band when Bruce was in the band. So it is like, it's such, history is, uh, is stranger than fiction. Yeah, it's complicated, but I, I think, you know, I think a thing that, in this, I haven't really thought about it until now, but regardless of makeup or no makeup or who was in the band before they then put the makeup back on again, right, and all that, I think it's easier to pull that off with Eric Singer, you know, and have him stay in the band and then wear makeup where, as Bruce did not. I think it's as simple as it's easier to do it when it's the drummer and he's behind the drums and he's back further and you know what I mean and kind of it's different than a lead guitar player you know what I mean it yeah. just is you can't do that and and but also not to mention the fact that with lead guitar player you know, I'm, I'm not trying Paul's to play drummers Paul's comfortable like, with, with drummers they're playing drums okay they all have different styles right yeah, and you can you can hear it, and anybody can hear it, um, and some more than others, and you can tell. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's a big difference between Eric Carr and and, and uh, Peter Chris, and and so on and so forth. But you know what I mean? Like guitar players, guitar solos are. It's like a singer. Yeah, completely it, unique. And Bruce already had his own thing going, so it's like now he's gonna what? Even when he was playing, you know, sure, he'd play some of the solos close, but he pretty much was Bruce Kulick, you know, and, uh, but not over the top like Vinnie Vincent, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Bruce definitely was never told, learn that solo. Ever. Right. On any of the old Kiss songs. He did whatever he did, and they respected it, and I don't think they ever discussed it, and they never said, would you learn it note for note? Obviously, Detroit Rock City-o. City <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Rock City-o. What's that? I like that. Uh, that's that's oh. the new AI version. But the, no, but the other thing, too, Dave, that, that, that made it really would have been made it really difficult for Bruce to do what Eric did, right? And you got to remember, Bruce had been with the band at, by the time they put on the makeup again. T he'd been in the band for like 12 years, right? Yeah. Right? Like, and he was a big part of the non-makeup years, right? Yeah. He was, it was another band. It was another time, and that was a big chunk of time. Whereas Eric, it didn't feel as sacrilegious or as right, weird right. to to then have him it is stupid and ridiculous that he's then play, being another character but Bruce had just been in the band way too long for him to then be ace that it just it would have been it just isn't right you know whereas with Eric and and maybe it helped that his name was also Eric and you'd already had Eric and then Peter you know what I mean I don't know I don't know but um and I think I've said before, and they would never have done this, but, you know, if they had gone the route of giving the other guys new makeup, like they did, you know, with Vinny and Creatures, right, and, and Eric, if they'd done that again, um, yeah. it might have worked, but I understand why they didn't. You don't want to do that three times. That's stupid. Um, and it just dilutes and the whole thing. Um, That's what's funny when somebody, like, decides to, you know, like when I was on that uh, with Lisa Welchel, 
you know, during the break, you know, she had noticed the four solo albums, and she's like, I can't believe they had four solo albums. She goes, did that cause any trouble? <laughs> like, she immediately got it. Like, where so people will sometimes just ask you the stupidest questions about Kiss, right? And you're like, you know what? I don't have time. You know what I mean? It's too much. Do you really want to know? Have a seat. Get a pop. You know what I mean? Because I can't, I got to give you the context. I can't just give you the answer. There's too much. Yeah, they have no idea what kind of Pandora's box they're opening, you know? You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. Right. It's really fun, isn't it? But you see, the thing is, we're, you know, we're very lucky, you know, to be born when we were, to get to have Kiss in our lives, right? And we're literally like, at some point, there will be no kiss per se, but I agree. I would go see him in Vegas, and I bet like once the once the audience misses them, if there was a really hot band and they put out a like Gene and Paul wrote new songs for those guys to go in the studio and record, and Gene and Paul produce it, right? Yeah. And they're the new Kiss, and they're sanctioned by Kiss, and they come out and they've got the hottest show in the land. <laughs> And their records killer because they've been they've been you know handpicked by Gene and Paul you know and yeah they're producing them and they they instead of putting out albums they put out singles they find the best song laying around that Paul's got right and the new band records it and they slowly build this fan base and they you know they sell Kiss cards again but with the new guys and the Star Child you know he has a whole you know other. They do something, you know, you maybe give them a... Oh, and that's, yeah, by the way, that's what they would have to call them. Right, Star Child. It, it would be the Demon, Star Child, you know, they would, that would be what their names would yeah, be. Yeah, you won't know who they are in this case. They don't have a name. They're simply Star Child. That way they're fucking replaceable. <laughs> well, I know. And they, What's we your were, name? Star were, Child. That is, that is the case. You right, know? that's so. where we're getting, that's where we're heading. This is very Orwellian, you must admit. I'd be okay with that. I mean, I really would. I mean, I think yeah, me it'd be too. I don't want to know about I just it. don't know if how many people outside... Well, wouldn't it be cool, right, Rich, if there was a mystique because you didn't know who the guy playing Starchild is. Like, he has come from obscurity and he's sworn to, like, an NDA and his friends are, like, told, you know, by pain of death, they cannot, you know, tell anybody who they are, Right. All I can say is, it would be very cool, but they better be fucking good. Yeah, no shit. But listen, it's not hard to write Kiss songs, not if you're Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley. And then they find a young band and they go, hey, you know, they can still play the music, but they have these guys sing it, right? So that there's an attachment to the new, the you know, and it's and each one comes out with a single, right? Each has a single. It's like they, they, they go back to 78, but instead of doing an album and spending all that money, they put out four songs introducing on the same day <laughs> the four new members of Kiss. 
That would be cool. Dude, I feel like we just made some progress. I feel like I feel like <laughs> Beavis or Butthead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I mean, I think, um, you know, if they're listening... God bless them. It's kind of like, you know, hoping that, you know, like Kiss is listening, like hoping that, you know... Yeah. That the Bears are listening, you know, or somebody up there cares. Right. And is listening to these radio shows that we listen to, you know, like... Cause you know what would be really All weird? the answers that they need, right, to get them in the right direction... Right are coming from us. You know? Thank you. And you know, what's funny is they may be coming from somewhere else and I just want to leave you with a sort of spooky Halloween sort of potentially, you know, remember Kiss was on the, the Halloween special. Well, you know, what if, you know, we are living in a simulation, right? And we chose the Kiss simulation, right? And when we finally, you know, leave our meat suits, right? And our soul returns to our maker, right? Yeah. We find out, wait for it, it's Devereaux. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy, that's the show. I'm turning this off. Hold on. You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010.